Hi all. So this week's podcast is on the trine of the wounded psyche. Now, usually for a podcast, I have prepared some written material, but because this um, topic is quite extensive, I thought I'm just going to ad hoc it like I would a live stream and try and present to you, you know, the three parts of the psyche as I see it, the three wounded parts of the psyche that can help you to understand why I do the work that I do and how you can help to heal your blocks and your limiting beliefs and your conditioning at a much deeper level. So the first part of the wounded psyche is that of the inner child. Now your inner child is really the parts of you that have been left behind, the parts of you that have been left unloved and the parts of you that have been judged at some point in your life. You see, we start off as the wonder child. So when we come into the world, we start off as a pure being. Sure, we have some conditioning from the family line, perhaps in our DNA, but we primarily are unconditioned. We haven't learned yet what personality we have, and we haven't learned yet which parts of us are lovable and unlovable based on our characteristics and you know, how they are perceived by our parents and our caregivers. Now, this part is the part that is super important because what happens generally as children between the ages of, you know, one to, you know, perhaps nine, right about those ages, we are like a psychic sponge. And during that time, we are basing our lovability and our um, uniqueness and our specialness on how much our parents are willing to love us for our uniqueness and our specialness. So for example, if you're a child who is very outgoing and loud and you want to bang, you know, pots and pans uh, for drums and you want to sing at the top of your voice and you're very loud and your parents like quiet children and perhaps are a bit um, 3D and of an older paradigm where children should be seen and not heard then there will be judgment there and the judgment placed on you will eventually over time either create uh, a bit of a rebel that happens in the psyche or it will create a part of the psyche that wants to conform so that you remain lovable within that paradigm because as children we are very vulnerable and we rely on our parents and our caregivers to take care of us and love us and look after us and also we love our parents um, you know, fairly automatically. So we are trying to stay as part of the family unit and we can form and adapt our personalities because of this. So you can see just from that example that if you were this kind of child, and there are many, many more examples, but if you were this kind of child, then these parts of you could possibly be lost and untapped into as an adult. Now, the problem with reconnecting to the inner child is that many times the inner child can be fearful of us now as an adult. It still kind of looks at us the same way as it does our parents. And we'll get into more of this in a minute because we actually hold a parental voice within also, which is the third part of the trine of the wounded psyche. So with the inner child, what we really want to do is, is take our time with it. We want to reconnect gently. And how I do this is I actually give my clients an inner child meditation so that they can go and connect in a safe space where they feel like they can hold the space for the child to come forward to them 
rather than trying to dig away and get towards your inner child when the inner child is really the wounds of the psyche and will generally react to anybody who's trying to get in because it is a very vulnerable space. Now, the second part of the wounded trine is your ego. And this is because your ego starts to develop, you know, around about the age of, you know, maybe about 12. You know, we, we don't know for sure, but roughly about then, because this is when the I am starts to develop. It's I am away from my parents. I am an artist. I am a dancer. I am a singer. I am um, a mathematician. You know, I am a policeman, whatever it is that comes up for you as a child in that moment. And you are trying to claim your independence. So this is the moment when your ego is really trying to define who you are aside from anybody else. So if we've had conflicts with our caregivers as we've been brought up, then these will perhaps start to manifest. You know, this is the point when the rebellion of the teenager can appear or the squashing of parts of self can still be happening at this point. But the ego basically at this point is now developing in such a way that the wounds that you have haven't gone because you haven't known how to deal with them. No one's helped you to heal them. So the ego at this point is now also learning about boundaries and it's learning to build walls because it doesn't know how to build healthy boundaries. You know, especially if we've had parents or caregivers who overstep our boundaries continually. So the ego now tries to develop boundaries and it does this in a way that is rather unhelpful. It basically shields the inner child from being witnessed. It believes it's keeping the inner child safe. So all of our hurtings, all of our pains, all of our wounds, it tries to keep it behind locked doors and it stands as guard. But actually what really is happening is that it's standing as the prison guard and it's not letting the other parts of you, you know, the artistic creative expression, perhaps, um, you know, maybe the loving parts of you, all these golden juicy talents and gifts that you have are also part of this inner child a part of the wonder child and they're all kind of merged together and without connecting to your inner child then you don't really have the opportunity to grasp these gifts that you naturally attained when you came into the world and they just haven't been able to flourish because of your inner wounds because of the conditioning that you've received so the ego thinks it's been your protector but actually it's been a little bit of a jailer now again the only way that we can really navigate this part of the ego is to tread kind of gently we have to start to cultivate a better parental voice within because the teenager within the ego that is kind of neurotic doesn't really trust any authority with the inner child it hasn't experienced anyone who is really able to meet the inner child where it needs to be met. Many times we make the mistake of believing, you know, even as adults that we're looking for our parents to heal us, we're looking for our parents' love. We should have, you know, been treated in certain ways. We should have been loved in certain ways. And we can be quite unforgiving of parents who maybe weren't capable of loving us in the way that we needed. Now, this isn't about forgiveness. This is about really looking at what's actually going on within the psyche. 
And I believe that we make the mistake of believing that we are still kind of looking for our parents. The inner child is still wanting to be healed, wants to be loved by the parents. When actually it's only ever wanting you. It's only ever wanting your love. It's only ever wanting your comfort. It's only ever wanting your healing. And so when we start to do this powerful work of going back and speaking with the inner child as a compassionate and loving yet discipline, disciplinarian parent, you know, not like a, a punishing parent, but someone who can take action and someone who can, you know, hold yourself when you're in fear and talk to yourself in a positive way, then that's when the inner child starts to trust you and automatically your ego starts to let go of the reins a little bit. It starts to, um, we basically start to appease it a little bit. And sure, it's going to take some time because, you know, we've learned this way of being for such a long time and we have many conditioned thoughts and beliefs around this way of being. We've got thoughts about the people who brought us up. We've got thoughts about how to be in the world. And we've got thoughts about ourselves that are probably unhelpful all because of these parts of us that have been left to kind of fester and also grow in a manner that they saw fit rather than us actually parenting ourselves into fullness. So the third part of the trine is the parent within. Now usually this manifests itself as a combination or you know the voice of only mother or only father but normally it's a kind of combination and this is usually the area where it's a bit tricky to find the parent within at the beginning. It's not always super obvious. You know, our, our wounds and our pains and our limiting beliefs usually come up as in our children, first off, or ego. But the parent within can also be a bit of an issue. The parent within will have a combination of good traits from parents and caregivers, like grandmothers perhaps that brought you up, or aunts and uncles or older siblings. But it will also have some of the negative qualities. And this is the kind of egoic conditioning that is passed down the family line generation after generation after generation. So, for example, one of my clients had a very strong um, masculine element in her family line where it was kind of like we are, you know, type of people who don't be vulnerable. We don't show emotion. And when we pulled this out of her, um, and she actually said that it was something that her sister would say regularly, then it was really easy to see that this piece of her that she believed to be her had never been her. It was actually a voice from someone in the family many, many years back down the family line. And so this is really hugely important because many times we can have these beliefs. So, for example, around vulnerability that we, we shouldn't be vulnerable, we shouldn't show emotion, as one example. And we can be holding that, and it was never ours to hold. We just literally took the mantle and started to run with it ourselves. We haven't questioned that belief. We haven't looked at it to see whether it's healthy for us. We haven't looked at it to see whether it's even true. We've just taken it. So this is one of the areas that we must look at, because ideally what we are intending to do is to cultivate a soul voice and, you know, a soul voice connection, which is really 
intuitively led by your gut, by your body, by your heart. You know, the body is the place of all these parts as well as our mind and our spirit. So what we want to do is we want to try and cultivate a soul voice which will compassionately lead and authentically lead and it will allow the inner child to thrive. It will place the ego in its place whilst it develops into this full soul voice of a parent within. And, you know, I use the analogy very often in my client calls of um, the soul voice, the soul of yourself, your higher self sitting in the driver's seat whilst the baby is in the back seat, your inner child, and your teenager is sitting on the other side in the back and your old grumpy parent can be sitting next to you in the passenger seat. But none of those other characters, whilst they are very much there and, you know, you're having to learn each of their voices and how they act out, they don't get to drive your car. Okay, so until you've developed a soul voice, until you've really, you know, gone to the gym of soul and developed that muscle, then you're in a position where all of these three parts of you will play out as characters and you will maybe not even realize you are being them. You will just become them. And it becomes very difficult to navigate your emotions and navigate the world and to really know what's real or not. This is kind of the place where we end up being taken up by the emotional matrix. And it's, like I said, really hard to know what's the truth and what is achievable and who am I really? Who am I really at my core? Who am I really at my heart? And what am I here and destined to do? Destiny and purpose become, you know, more about your free will, more about um, head-led choosing than heart-led and soul-led choosing. When you have these elements of the psyche driving your car. So, that's the three parts of the wounded trine. You have your inner child, your teenage neurotic ego, and your inner parent that is most definitely not always you. So I hope you enjoyed this today. This was a little bit longer than I intended, but there's lots to cover. I've tried to make it as short and concise as I can. Um, but if you have any questions, you can email me at hi at yoursoulrevealed.com. And you can also join my newsletter, which you will find in my Soul Circle group on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash groups slash your soul revealed. And I hope to see you in there joining in with the rest of the tribe of soul seekers. And if you haven't already, then do follow me here on Anchor for more updates on podcasts. And remember to take the time to reveal your soul because you can only shine when you align. I'll see you next time.